With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back 22 of the Rangers podcast. Football prizes give you a chance to win the very best prizes the beautiful game has to offer. From hospitality tickets and match day experiences to rare and unique signed memorabilia, football prizes offers it all. This is your chance to win a stunning 2021-22 squad signed and custom framed Rangers shop for just £3.95. A maximum of 149 tickets are available in this competition, which closes Wednesday the 10th of August at 7.30pm, with a guaranteed live draw on Thursday the 11th of August from 8.30pm. Go to footballprizes.co.uk or click the link in the description for this podcast to get your tickets. Good evening everyone, welcome to Club Preview here at Club Act 22, your Rangers podcast. I am your host Ryan Haymarch and before I introduce the guys, can I just ask you to like, share and subscribe as always. Um, our views have been going pretty mental recently, um, really well, but I have noticed that the likes could be a lot better, so just like Rangers, try and up the performance guys. However, we do appreciate every single one of you who are watching and listening to this. So, um, Rangers are seven days and two matches into the season, um, making us all come together in positivity and backing our new signings. If you couldn't sense that, that is sarcasm. No, we have moaned, we have groaned, and we have written off two signings already. Uh, it's great to be back, great to have Rangers back. So, um with that in mind, it's always great to have these guys back who are always on the podcast. I'll firstly introduce the man to, how will this work, to my left, to my right, uh, Ali Pearson. Ali, how are you, mate? Very well. As I say, every Friday, it's the weekend now, and we have Rangers tomorrow. Don't know whether I'm looking forward to it or not after Tuesday night's performance, but um, I'm sure I will when it gets to kick off. Well, you you were on you were on the reaction during the week. I, I was I meant yeah. to ask you if you'd sobered up because it doesn't really work for City. Have you sobered up now? Does it from last weekend? 
Oh, for last Saturday? Oh. Aye. Yeah, I forgot about that. First, first, to be fair, first game of the season, Ryan, and um, when it's 12 o'clock kickoffs like that, um, I, I think I should get a get out of jail card for that at 12 o'clock kickoffs. I'll give you, I mean, if anybody hasn't seen the footage of Ali, you can log on to his OnlyFans and you'll get um, XXX rated videos of him extremely intoxicated and giving us all the content that we wanted. Uh, next up is Scotia. Scotia, mate, how are you this fine Friday evening? Um, how are you doing? Um, been better in the world of football. Um, it's not been a very great week for Rangers, really, has it? Um, but no, when you mentioned that about Pearson there on Saturday, yeah, he lightened up my day as well after I went and met him on Saturday afternoon. It's always um, always enjoyable when you go and see Pearson in that state, and it's not me in that state. Yeah, well, I was suspicious who the cameraman was, um, but listen, it was you, and you, you really should have sent him up the road. If any good pal would have done that, but yeah, I was delighted to get that content sent to my phone, I've got to be honest. Um, and last but not least, uh, Podfather himself, Carney, how is you and how is the family as well? Because I haven't asked you already. Yes, mate, all good. Um, everything's fine, mate. It's still an adjustment to life, I think. There is no such thing as a minute to yourself. It doesn't happen anymore. Um, very rarely, this is the this is the time that I get, probably. Uh, but yeah, uh, a, bit of a, a bit of a crazy week, long week. Um, Rangers didn't help matters, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, we look forward to Saturday now. And yes, again, please log on to Ali's OnlyFans because, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> See, the thing is, Scotia, it's becoming a wee bit too um, regular that it's him in this state and not you. I don't know if there's been some weird switch <laughs> during COVID or something. I'm not 100% sure, mate, but you're, you seem to have... You seem to have swapped personalities. Uh, it's a strange one. I can't really get my head around it at the moment either. <laughs> Carney, I'd maybe retract that statement from what um, Scott and the, the Viceroy said to us last time we were on about Scotia. Ah, oh, so, sorry, mate. Yes, sorry. Oh, there's a return to form there. So that's a good point, mate. Well, well, well backed up, Alistair, as always. Aldo McNaught in the comments, just you, just you stay tuned in. It's coming. Don't you worry about that. Um... So we'll get into all, all things Rangers. That is the end of the positivity, basically. Um, so if you're looking for positivity on your way, no, I'm only joking. We will have positive conversations in this pod because onwards and upwards. Um, we'll start with, unfortunately, the the USG game during the week. Um, Rangers went down 2-0 to USG from Belgium, away from home. There's not a lot to say about the performance from me. I think we said it in the reaction pod. Um, very disappointing from Rangers. Very little efforts on goal. Didn't defend well. Showed little hunger, little little aggression. Nothing really. It was very hard to put any positivity on that reaction pod uh, between myself, Carly and Ali. But Scotia, you weren't on it. Um, so I would like to hear what your views were. Were we overcritical of the team? Or were you equally disappointed uh, as we were? You know what, Ryan? I've tried this week to watch the pod that you've done on Tuesday a couple of times and I keep on turning it off. I've not watched it to the end yet because I just it makes me angry. Um, so, yes, it was... Sorry, sorry, Scotia. No, it's OK. I'm pretty sure you weren't overcritical because it was a really, really poor performance in Europe by us. It's um, shockingly bad. When I seen the team line-up, I wasn't happy with the midfield that we were playing. I just felt we were... That line-up, to me, was given USG far too much respect as if they were like the Barcelona 2009 rather than you know a, a team that I thought we would have been able to cope with a lot better 
So overall, it was just really poor. First 15 minutes, only Tillman was really exciting me. And then after about what, when they scored in the 27th minute, um, around about then, oh, we were just so, so poor in every aspect of our, of our game. And I can't dress it up in any way at all, really. Yeah, it was um, poor to say to say the least. What did you think? I know you watched them a couple of times, Scotia. Um, what did, did you think that they played to their ability, or do you think they've got another gear to go? Because I wasn't, I wasn't overly impressed with them. I thought they were they were pretty average. I know they they got us. There's no getting away from it. They took they took the two now, and, and we got one cleared off the line the last couple of minutes. It could have been more. But do you think they've got another gear? Do you think we shouldn't be we should be looking at them with a bit of fear come when they come to Ibrooks. Do you think they've got another gear? No, but I've only watched them this season once, last Friday, I think, um, when they won that game, 1-0. And the team they were playing against weren't great. And the USG, they looked decent, but they weren't playing out their skin or anything. They didn't look as if they were going to cause us any problems. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But I don't know if they do have another gear. Certainly not coming to Ibrooks. I'm not sure. I'm sure if they were playing in their own home stadium, they would have probably been a wee bit better than they were. Because I don't even think they were great on the night against us. It was just we were so, so poor and just allowed them to kind of, after that half hour mark, allowed them to dictate the play and grow into the game. And um, so you look at it on paper and it's not one of these ones that's not insurmountable to overturn. But yeah, we need a far better performance from ourselves. Yeah, totally. And I know we'll, we will be looking uh, to get into that in the reaction pod tomorrow, I think, in a bit more detail about the second leg. Um, I was as disappointed as anyone else was. Ali, I know we did the reaction pod, but just to see what your thoughts were after, about a reflection about a time after it. Were you like me? I woke up the next morning, I think I texted the chat in the morning, and I was like, do you know what? I'm actually angry this morning at that performance that I was last night. I think I was so disappointed on... On, on the night that it kind of cast, it shadowed over or clouded over my emotions at how angry I was at the team for putting a performance in like that. Did you feel any different the next morning? No, I was the same as you, Ryan. I mean, I can, I can accept a, a better team beating Rangers if we play 100% and they're just better the night, but Rangers, that's one of the worst I've seen them in Europe in a long time, Rangers. And obviously you, you go all the way back to Progress and the on the way back then, but that's a different team then. But in terms of this team, it's the worst I've seen them. I thought they were awful, gutless. They looked, when they went 1 0 down, they looked slightly scared as if to say, well, Chris, what do we do now? And the slow start again, as it was at Livingston, worries me, Ryan. It's worried me. For, it's not a new thing which we talked about. Certain players just didn't turn up. Certain players that have been with us for a long time, Kamara's, Jack's. Your man, Barisic, who, I mean, you'll probably talk to him, I doubt we'll see him again. Um, really, really disappointing. They really were. And um, a huge mountain to climb now, Rangers. Especially after the, Mal- uh, the Malmo game last season, where I thought we made an absolute arse of it. They had a chance to right that wrong this season. And they've not. They've went out. It was a whimper, whimpering performance by Rangers. And they've got tomorrow to come out and show us. And I think he, he needs to get these players in, Yilmaz, Davies, um, in the team tomorrow and try and get these guys up to speed because it's a massive game Tuesday night because, like you said at the, the beginning of the, the, the post-match that night, Ryan, that, that Europa League thing, 
we might be listening to that again if we're honest. Um, aye, there is an opportunity, there is a possibility we will be listening to that again. But let's let's be positive and hope that Rangers can turn it around. Um, you make a good point with getting the signings in. I think there is a lot of that. Rangers look stale again. At the beginning of the season, they looked stale. The way we looked stale at the beginning of the last season, we had our we had our day against Real Madrid in the in the friendly. And I think we had our day against West Ham where we looked really active and sharp. And as soon as the season starts, we look stale again. And for me, for me, it's a problem. It's a concern as well. I know it's only two games into the season. But if you look at 75% of the the matches we've played or the halves we've played, we've been very, very poor. Very poor. I'm over-analysing when I do this. I know I'm, but I watch the centre-halves with the ball, as I said on uh, Wednesday night or Tuesday night. I watch the centre-halves with the ball and when they take three, four, five touches, it makes me think the midfield aren't doing their job or there's not enough movement in front of them. Carney, two games into the season and we're thinking like this and I know people say we're being over-critical and are you concerned yet or is it just a case of, as Ali said, we need to get these new signs in, get them up to speed and everything will be okay? I think, I think there's arguments for both sides, mate. I think there is... I can see why people would be concerned. I'm not like ready for throwing my toys out the pram. However, based on what we've seen pre-season and based on what we've seen in the first two games, where did that team go? What happened? What happened to the football that we decided that we're going to play? Because some of the football we played against Tottenham, against West Ham, and I get that it's only a pre-season friendly, but it's still an insight to what Gio's planning to do with the team. And it just seems to have not happened for whatever reason. I understand Livingston. It's on that plastic pitch. It's hard for anybody to play football on something like that. But Tuesday night was... I mean, CGM put a comment up and said he was working on Tuesday night and he missed the game and refused to watch any of the highlights. I'll save you doing it. There wasn't any. There wasn't one. I, I, I can't take a positive out of that game at all, apart from maybe the first 20 minutes of Tillman and a wee flash after that. But apart from that, there was nothing. Again, I don't think we are... I don't think we're at the point where we need to be really worried. However... I will agree with, with Ali. Some will be surprised to hear that I will agree with Alistair that we do need to get these new players in now. He has to... He also has to take ownership because Gio got it completely wrong. And yes, the players didn't help it matters. They made it worse, if anything. But the game plan was wrong. The players executed the game plan wrong. Uh, and, the, and some... I, I agree, Borner's finished for me. I, I'm 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 fully in your camp, Ryan. I, I've had enough. I can't watch it anymore. I can't pretend that everything's okay when it isn't. It's he's ran his time now. Um he's back up at best. Yelmaz has to come in, Tillman has to play, Matondo needs to get more time. And, and even Trolak to a certain extent as well. Look, I think Ryan Kent um, would have made a difference on Tuesday night, but I've seen so many people people saying that um, we didn't have Alfredo, we didn't have Kent. Even with they two, with the way the rest of the team played, I don't think we would have got anything from the game. So, yeah, I'm concerned that some things I've seen, a reaction has to happen tomorrow. And I don't mean a reaction is in, in just getting the three points. Rangers have to perform tomorrow. to In order to galvanise, well, not galvanise, galvanise the wrong word, but G up the crowd again bring us back up to their level. So when it comes to Tuesday night, Ibrooks is a fortress and it's loud and it's noisy and we can get right behind the team. But 
the first kind of 10 minutes of that Tuesday night apart, if we play like, if we've got a 10-minute spell of the way we played on Tuesday night, on the first 10 minutes, the, the, the crowd will be flat. So it's now it's now in the players' hands. I don't think it's up to, it's now in Geo in the players' hands. I don't think it's up to us. Can I just, Ryan, sorry yeah. before you move on there. I was going to say, I don't know if you've seen um, Big Mark, Mark Hately had a, a go at Cholak up front in terms of his performances it's for Rangers. A bit harsh. A bit harsh. I, I, yeah, I thought it was harsh for a guy that's only been in the door a wee bit and he's not had much service, but it kind of highlights again that we've had umpteen strikers we've tried in terms of going back to Lafferty, um, obviously Cholak, and Defoe as a replacement for Morelos. And I know Morelos is quite unique, but another guy we've brought in, he doesn't, he, he looked lost. I think CGM55 put something in there saying he looked lost, Cholak, and I kind of agree. I don't think the team helped him, but it's it's a worry that we rely so much on Morelos when he's out or kind of up shit creek a lot of the time. I don't know what you think. I think so as well, but I also think I've probably got that up my sleeve in about 10 minutes' time, Ali, but cheers again. Oh, sorry. And that was on the agenda, Ryan. It wasn't on the agenda. <laughs> no, no, honestly, mate. I, would, uh, I, would, I, I do want to speak about uh, Morelos and, and Cholak. I do want to bring that up but, um, maybe in about 10 minutes' time because I don't. I know we all want to move on for the USG thing, but I think Carney makes a good point in terms of I gave Kent a bit of a coating after the Livingston game and Carney rightfully dug me up and said he actually got to assist for Arfield's goal. So, Scotia, what do you think? Do you think if we had a player, I think we lacked a bit of pace and a bit of just a player who'll run it, USG the other night there, and you've seen as soon as Scott Wright come on, although I've probably criticised him as well, he just took the ball and started running at them and it did look as if, yeah, that's exactly what we need. Do you think we did miss Kent that much? I think we probably did miss Kent, but the reason we missed Kent, or even Wright coming on, like you said. Sorry, what was that? It's all right. I think you've got a delay, Scotia. Possibly yeah, got a delay. Right, no <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. I'll go back. I'll go. I'll go back to Ali with that one then, since because he's desperate to talk about Morelos. But I'll just be controlling this conversation this evening, Alistair. <laughs> you, uh, what do you think? Do you think we missed Kent the other night there significantly? I, I think. When there's a player missing, it's always a case of me, but a bad result. Oh, we could have done with him. Do you think Kent would have made a difference the other night there? Big style. He's the first guy I said on the, the post-match that we missed majorly. An outball, somebody with creativity. That's why, I mean, Scotia watched the, the game in my flat, and he's probably never going to come back again because after that result. <laughs> but but I, I, I was saying when we were watching, I, I'd bring Scott right on. Somebody with a bit of creativity that'll drive with a ball. You've seen that when he come on. I know he's, he's not a Ryan Kent Scott, right? But at least he was he was trying to get his going. And that's what I thought we missed. And yeah, I completely agree, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan Kent is a huge miss in our team. Massive. And obviously the man we're going to talk about later on, the two of them are key for our football team. And it's worrying when they're both on less than a year to go in their contracts as well. Yes, and I would very much like to see them as everyone would uh, to sign up in the next few weeks. But as I've already discussed, I do think they'll exercise their right to leave that to the, to the last kick. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens with that one. But yeah, I think we need to turn them back, without a doubt. 
Uh, moving on to uh, kind of another bit of a headache, but I think this will be a positive conversation, lads, and I, I'm quite interested to hear your views. The midfield for me is a headache. I'll use the term again, Jack Amara. It cannot, it cannot be seen again. It shouldn't be seen. For me, Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara should be like Clark Kent and Superman, never ever to be seen in the same place. Even at training, I don't want to see them in the same in the same team. Um, there needs to be tinkering with the midfield. I think that um, <laughs> I think that don't put those comments up. I'm doing this. I'm trying to be professional here. Um, <laughs> I think that. Um, Jack and, Jack and Kamara slow things down when they're both together. I think Lundstrom is a very similar type of player. And I think when you've got the three of them, you are playing overly cautious football. We now have options in our team with Tillman, Matondo, Tom Lawrence. For me, I'm very, you know what I'm like, I'm always texting the group chat saying attack, attack, attack. Carney, I'll come to you with this one. With your midfield... I know we'll do teams for like a market game, but if you're picking a midfield, what are you picking? And I know your man, who your man is, but who are you picking based on how we've played with these centre defensive midfielders recently? We need more creativity. <clears throat> yeah, um, I think Aldo said earlier on about Ryan Jack, he was awful. He really was. I don't think Kamara was much better. Uh, I do think Kamara's getting played out of position. I think we need to... Geo maybe needs to realise that he's not going to be that player that he wants him to be. I, I, the thing with Kamara, and it's probably I'll probably get slaughtered for this. I think he hides too much when he just when, he, when something's not going right for him, he'll just he'll hide. And I think that was perfectly summed up on Tuesday night when Goldson got to the halfway line and Kamara standing marking a a, a Union player. And there's just no movement, and so but Jack. Yeah, you're probably you've been probably right, mate, so far based on what you said about Ryan Jack and whether it was going to be his season and whether we could really rely on him. And he just doesn't look fat. He doesn't look fat, and that's me probably being kind to him. But he gave the ball so many. He gave the ball away so many times. He really did. So right now, mate, if I had to pick a midfield three, it'd be Lundstrom. It'd be Lundstrom, Lawrence, and Tillman. I would try and get one of them, either Lawrence or Tillman, to play an eight uh, and Lundstrom just to sit there because I don't think for... I mean, you maybe, maybe have to slightly alter things when you, you go into an old firm game, but the rest of the games we're going to play in, in Scotland, I don't think we need more than one sitting. And the, the, bit, the bit the other night that I, I don't understand... <clears throat> Is see the whole way through the, the European campaign last year when we were dropping Lundstrom back, he dropped into the middle of the defence. Whereas on Tuesday, he dropped into the right-hand side. And I don't know if that's because we don't have a left-sided defender at that point, but I just found that a bit strange because he kind of fixed something that wasn't broken. Uh, and he was caught out one time that side. But I think Lundstrom being there gives you the opportunity to drop into the drop into defence if, if, if required. And yeah, so right now I would probably go um, Lundstrom, Lawrence, and Tillman for me. Interesting, interesting. Um, I think you're right when you talk about domestic football; it can be different. I do think we we are over cautious still in the midfield with, with domestic football. Scotia, this is where we all make a fool of ourselves and pretend we're tacticians. You're the same as me. You played chat manager back in the day. Probably thought you were a bit of a. 
a bit of a Maldini and you knew exactly what you were doing with your tactics. Uh, or a Sir Alec Ferguson, even not a Maldini, he was a player, wasn't he? Um, what would you do with your midfield? What would you do? You think we're over cautious with our, our midfielders, and I think it's very obvious that we have kind of replicas uh, in midfield in terms of Jack Amara and Lundstrom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, this was the reason we lost the game so poorly. It was the midfield, you know, you can bring on your likes of Kent's and anything, but it was the midfield battle that we, we lost. The way that Gio set up his team was wrong for the occasion, wrong for the, the opposition we were playing against. I think in certain games, those three midfielders could work, but it's against top, top quality opposition, but it would work for a team like USG, and no disrespect to them. They're not at that level that I would expect to see these three being played. We Lundstrom dropping so far back into defence all the time, you want one of the other, Jack or Kamara, to then sort of link up with the front players. It didn't happen, and that's that's where we lost the game, I think, and it didn't help either when you're keeping an eye on the PSV and Monaco score, when you see that Joey Veerman pops up and, and scores a goal. And um, if we do manage to somehow overturn this 2-0 deficit and we face um, PSV, if they get through as well, it'll be one of those look-what-you-could-have-won moments when we see him play against us because we're missing, I think we're just missing that type of player. A, a younger version of Scott Arfield, I think we need to kind of link up between the defence defense and midfield, which we weren't seeing with Jack, Lundstrom and Kamara there, they were all just, Lundstrom is too far back and then Jack and Kamara were just, they were really poor. I don't know if Jack's fully fit yet or not. It's always a concern with Jack and with his injuries. And I just, I've not got the feeling that he's he's up to speed and Kamara's doing what he done last season on these two games so far. He's kind of hiding and he's not impressing me too much at the moment. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think Kamara's looked anywhere near the player we know he can be. Um, it's... The midfield for me, that's why I want to speak about it, is a, is a concern for me. Um, I quite like to comment about Charlie McCann. I'd like to see Charlie McCann in the midfield. When you play him, I don't know if you would start him, but when you play him, I don't know. But I definitely, any time I see him last season, even this season, pre-season, he impresses me and he looks to play the ball forward. And I know this isn't against the, the two banks that we play in in Scotland, but he just looks as if he's got it for me, Charlie McCann, and I... I would like to see him. Ali, what is your solution for the midfield? Would you go attack, attack, attack? Or do you want to play three central defensive midfielders? Definitely not. <laughs> three defensive <laughs> midfielders like the other night. There's times for when you need to have a bit more... The midfield needs to be a bit, bit more solid if you want to say it. Like we said in the post-match, if we played that three against our a Dortmund or something, you can understand it at points because you're up against quality players and you're trying to limit them, but against a team like USG the other night, who I, th- I thought were decent, but that, that was a bit... I, I really thought we should have took it to them the other night. And it's sad to say, when you you look at... I know you boys in the group chat last night and I've seen a bit of it. You look at Dundee United last night against um, AZ Alkmaar. Took it to them. That's Dundee United. And you look at us going in, European finalists last season, Rangers, and we went there as if we weren't European finalists. And that's scandalous for me, it really is. We should have went there full of confidence going, no, we're taking the game to you. And we didn't. But I don't know. My midfield three, and you will probably slate me for it, to be honest, because there's one guy in it that he's had me picked. But Lundstrom's obviously a, a dead set, set there. I'd still play Kamara beside him. Slightly... Not further forward where he is, and Tielman for me is a 10. 
I think you'll rotate Tealman and Lawrence as a tens. Lawrence can also play out wide as well too. I don't know if Lawrence can play slightly. He probably can play slightly deeper, but from what I've seen of him, he's more of an attacking player. Um, it just depends who you're playing against. My, my three most weekends at the moment would be, um, like I say, Lundstrom, Kamara and, and Tealman as a 10. That's what mine would be. Can I jump in? Sorry, Ryan. Do you not think, that? though, in terms of... Do we need that? Do we need Kamara for that defensive? Like what? Kamara has got passes on him. He does, and it's great. Sometimes it's phenomenal what he can see as a, a footballer. But I, I don't think, and I, again, based on what he done for his last season as well, he was terrific. But I just don't know the way that the system he's trying to play. If Kamara's really the right option because. I just think it's, it still feels a wee bit too defensive to me. And Lawrence, I think, is going to bust his gut. I think he's box to box. If he wants to be, he'll go up and down and he'll do the chasing back when he has to or do the covering on the left-hand side if he has to. For if Yilmaz, hopefully, Yilmaz is busting forward. So I, I'm not sure. But, I, I mean, Kamara's a safe pair of boots in that position as well, so I get that. It's a difficult one. It is. I think it's a total... It's a, I think it's a bit of a dilemma for Gio at the moment. I think... He's got so many midfielders, not to mention Arfield and Stephen Davis, Charlie McCann. I've probably missed one or two there, but Lowry. We are <laughs> Lowry. <laughs> Lowry. We have an abundance of midfielders, but we need to, I think it's the main problem in that team at the moment. We can criticise Cholak or or I can criticise Ken or the defence, but I think the midfield is the main problem at the moment and I think we need to get that right. Um and it's just it's balls at the moment. And talking about balls, lads, we'll we straight on to this every day. I am taking this professional. This is how you should all do it. <laughs> Time for a word from our sponsor, Got Bush. You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor, Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free garden. It's a fact that you will have the best kept nutsack on the cul-de-sac. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code CLUBAT22 for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Crotch discomfort hurting your game? Fear no more. The kings of crotch discomfort Manscaped have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Sleek, soft, comfortable and flexible. And brand new Boxer 2.0. Take your balls to the Royal Ball Throne. The globe leaders in below the waist grooming have the lawnmower 4.0 for trimming, so you can wear the boxers 2.0 for the chilling. Seriously. Finish it off with Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Spray On Testy Toner, which is Scotia's favourite. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code clubat 22 at manscaped.com. What will your balls do, boys? They will thank, thank you. Thank you. Superb. Take it seriously, guys. Get your balls trimmed and use our <laughs> discount code for free shipping, as I said. Oh, boys, I was looking forward to that. That was brilliant. Good well night. done, mate. Well done. I think that is that the first time you've read that. I think it is. It is the first, I think the, the last time I did the pod, we didn't have to do it for some reason, and I dodged it. So I was very thankful. Oh. But it was a bit harder than I thought, to be honest with you. I don't know how that went down. I'll, I'll not be expecting any contact from Manscaped, put it that way. <laughs> um, yes, 
But that's that done. That's <laughs> a good laugh, lads. It's a good laugh. We'll move on to hopefully a slightly bit more positive um, conversation. Geo didn't have it. It wasn't a presser um, today. It was a, an interview that was released um, on the Rangers YouTube channel and Rangers TV. Uh, he did an interview. I did notice with Geo's body language. I thought he looked... I think it's quite a good thing that he looked very very low and very disappointed, probably still feeling it from the, the, the performance during the week. Um, he was asked about just his feelings on the game. He said he was disappointed in the desire and the hunger uh, throughout the game, and he said that the team all felt the same. Nothing really surprised there. If they said anything else, I would be probably angry than I've been. Um, he complimented Derek McInnes, blah, blah, for me, not really interested. Um, and he said, come on, it can make it difficult. And then the rest of it was really, if anyone is the same, I felt it was quite painfully media-trained um, answers from him. We also had uh, Yilma, Yilmaz, what's his first name, Ridvan? Ridvan Yilmaz, I saw his um, kind of press conference interview the other day there. Eager to get going, said the right things, desperate to be here, played a few games with Besiktas. Um during the Champions League uh, campaign last year. I did notice it there. Did any of you watch the Red Van Yilmaz interview? Yeah. Did you notice the that? English. I thought the girls, not that my Turkish is very good, but I thought the girls' English wasn't great. And like the, the girl was doing it, so I don't think her English she was, she was, she was, she was like overly Scottish at the same time. It was a bit confusing. <laughs> I noticed that. I noticed that. I was listening to it, but um, it is worth a listen to because he's obviously a new player and it is good to hear what he's had to say. Um, but yeah, that the, the, the kind of notice I took from it was he has got Champions League experience and played um, in the group stages last year for Besiktas and he's delighted to be here, as you would expect. The big key point for me was, from Gio's interview, the only point for me was the return of Alfredo Morelos. Uh, more pictures and images of him training and Gio confirmed he will be in the squad tomorrow. Whether he's starting or not, I doubt it. But he said he's definitely going to be in the squad tomorrow. For me, that is very exciting news. I really hope he plays tomorrow. Really hope he plays. I'll come to you, Scotia, first. Alfred, we had a wee kind of two minutes to talk about this just before we came on. What does this mean? Alfredo Morelos coming back tomorrow. What does this mean to this team? Sum it up for me. Oh, it's huge. It's huge him coming back because he's so critical to the way we, way we play. And you know what? It's a bit worrying that we're so reliant on, on Morelos. And we've tried, as Ali mentioned earlier, we've tried to kind of put square pegs and round holes with other players coming in and, you know, just not being not being suited to the way that Alfie plays and what he does for our team because it's night and day. And, you know, we missed him massively in the, the, the Europa League final there as well when he wasn't in the team. You know, it's, it's a bit of a concern for me that we're so reliant on him. And, you know, the players that are coming in to do the job that he does aren't really hitting it. And the, the problem you get then is, like, Hately coming out in the press and sort of slaughtering Cholak, really, which I think is a bit unfair. And it then just puts this into their mindset that they're never going to get that level. It's a bit it's a bit concerning for me, but it's a massive boost for him being back in the squad. Yeah, it's a huge boost. He has a talisman and he's, he's a, our team still, for me, looks set up. For Alfredo Morelos, it still looks as if we're channeled to, to him being there. Um, Ali, see for Cholak, this isn't 
First, in fact, first I see Haley's comments. I'm not a fan of that at all. I think for a former player and a legend and someone who went through a bit of a difficult time when he first came to Ibrox, I think it's poor from him. So I just want to get that out of the way. Haley's one of my heroes, but poor from him. I don't think he should be doing that, especially not um, in the mainstream media. Um, Ali, sorry, I digress there. Cholak, if Alfie is fit... I would imagine he is on the bench tomorrow. If he plays minutes, I wouldn't put it past Gio starting him on Tuesday. Is this unfair in Cholak? No, because we need to win that game on Tuesday night and Morelos is the main man. So, no, as much as I want Cholak to score goals for us, he doesn't do what Morelos does. Morelos will drag their defence about Tuesday night. They won't know what's happened with him. Cholak's static to a point. You know what he's doing. He's a penalty ball striker's that's what he is. Similar to Chris Boyd in terms of that. Um, he needs service. Um, Morelos will drag defenders about and create space for other ones like Ryan Kent and Matondo's in behind. So, no, I'd, in an ideal world tomorrow, and it is Kilmarnock we're playing, who have been a bogey team for us over several years. In an ideal world, we go 2-3 up tomorrow and we bring Alfie on for the last 20 minutes and then he starts Tuesday night. That, that's, that's what we want tomorrow. It's massive to have him back. He's got a new hairdo as well, Alfie. He's went blonde as well, so that's quite good. Um, Sanctuary will be delighted he's back, so he'll be down there starting the night as well. Fire night Karen's about, so that'll be good. But um, it's massive to have him back. I didn't think we would have him back this quick. I had him ahead. We'd have him back potentially before the old firm or something. So we've got him back quicker than expected, but it's a massive boost for the team tomorrow that he's at least on that bench. Yeah. And I think it gives us, when we are not playing our best in midfield and creating chances, I think we always have that option of playing a long ball. And Alfredo just, he chases everything. He's physical. He chases lost causes down the line. He wins throw-ins. I think he gives us that other option uh, that Cholak doesn't. And yeah, I, I think I agree with you. However, I do like Cholak. I think some of the criticism he's received in the past couple of weeks is pretty much out of order as well. I think this guy is at a new club and we have created three three chances for him since he came here. Pretty much like that's poor and the midfield aren't doing their job. And yeah, it's his job to try and get the ball and, and score goal, score goals. But I don't like this, the criticism Chola is getting yet. I think he is a good player and I think he'll come good for us and be valuable going forward. Can the theme, the theme Morelos... It is huge for us to get him back, isn't it? And I can't wait to see him again. If he's signing a contract and he's staying, which I'll be honest, I had a wee doubt in my mind that he was going to stay. It does sound like he is. So I'm fully behind him and can't wait to see him again. However, I want to ask you, firstly, how big is it to have him back? But also, do we rely on Alfredo Morelos too much? We spoke about this before we started recording. Do we rely on Alfredo Morelos too much? <clears throat> it's huge to have Alfredo Morelos back. And I've actually wore the wrong T-shirt. I actually went to wear my Alfredo T-shirt tonight. Um, you can get it at 22 merch, bigcartel.com. Uh, but it's, it's, it's massive for the players as well because he's an established player um, within the team, within the, within the club, within the league that we play in. And that's one thing I think that Trolak doesn't have in his favour yet is that he's he's not... He doesn't give the fear factor to them yet because he's not shown what he can do. Whereas Alfredo just being in the squad 
makes them think differently. It immediately makes them think differently because he's he's done it in Europe and he's done it in Scotland. So it's massive. Um, even just for the name alone, it is huge. Do we rely on Alfredo? Um, yeah, we probably do. Uh, I think we probably do. However, we relied on McCoy's quite a lot um, during during our time growing up. Uh, I don't mind re- relying on a player when he does the business. I think it will give everybody a boost within the team that Alfredo's uh, Alfredo's back, and it is a real shame for for Trulak. I don't think it's right to judge him. I don't think the team's really adjusted to playing with him yet. Uh, I mean, he, 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 the the one chance that he should have done better with was the wee chip ball from Tillman on Tuesday night that was pretty much right on his head. He has to get on that again. But I mean, that's one chance in a game. One chance. Think how many Alfredo w- won't score. Do you know what I mean? Think how many every striker won't score, but eventually if they get the service, they will score. Um, so I do feel slightly sorry for Trolak, but I 100% agree with Ali. It is far too important a game coming up on Tuesday for Alfredo not to play. If he is fit, you get him minutes tomorrow as much as you can. The lift that will give Ibrooks as well. Again, leading me leading back to what I was saying at the start that the, the crowd are going to need lifted in order to go into Tuesday feeling pretty good about things. And even seeing Alfredo running on with a silly hairdo is just going to be tremendous. It really is tremendous. And somebody mentioned earlier, waiting for me to get it done. I am bleaching my hair as soon as we finish this podcast. Oh. Uh, that bit, uh, uh, as, uh, as uh, Mrs. said, that's okay. Is she giving the green light for that? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Right. I don't think I'll, she I'll... I don't think... Mate, I'm a 34-year-old man. I'm not sure I'm going to get away with dyeing my hair bleach blonde. But the thought's okay. nice. If I, was eight, if I was 18, I would think about it. I would imagine within a couple of weeks, if Alfredo's back, there'll be a lot of bleached blonde hairdos kicking about. And if you want to get involved in the comments and tell us who you think wears the trousers in the Carly household, please put <laughs> Mr <Mister> or Mrs. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I agree with you, Alfredo. I'm, I can't wait to see him again and fit for us. I think he's um, he's so vital to how we play and how we set up, unfortunately. And I think something that stuck in my son's... Uh, my, my son said to me, it stuck in my head, Cholak is a two-up front man. And I was like, oh God, I wish I hadn't said that. And Potentially is, but I still think he's a good player. I think the criticism is unjust. And yes, Mr. Hatley, poor words from you. Um, and also, I'm not too sure that's Alfredo Wesley Stipes look. I don't, I'm not having it, boys. <laughs> no. Um, it's, no, it's horrific. It is, it's horrific. What film do was it that? Like was that, uh, that Demolition Man Wesley Stipes went for the blonde hair, was it? Was it? Demolition Man? It wasn't in Blade. Was he, wasn't he in Blade? Is that what you call nah, Blade? It was... He was in Wesley Stipes' was Blade, wasn't he? Wesley States and played, yeah, but he was also, I think, Demolition Man, it was in the 90s. Um, anyway, I, I digress, remember. sorry. I anyway, boys, um, we will go into what we're here for, because uh, it's club preview, Carly, as I remembered correctly. Um, <laughs> we'll go into the, the Kilmarnock game. Um, so Kilmarnock obviously were in the second game into the season. Kilmarnock drew one each with, oh, shoot me now, Dundee United, was it? Yeah, I think yep. it was Dundee United. Um, and they got an equaliser in injury time. Um, Derek McInnes was very complimentary of, of Rangers and spoke highly of Gio because obviously him and Gio played together um, under Advocate. Um, so he spoke very highly of them. I'm, unlike most Rangers fans, I'm quite a fan of Derek McInnes. I think he speaks well. I think he's a Rangers man. I think he was entitled to 
decline the job offer at a time when we were in uncertain uh, financial circumstances. But I think he's doing a good job of Kilmarnock, clearly. And he said they fancy their chances when they come to Ibrox if everyone does their job. But he also knows that Rangers are a dangerous team and he expects a reaction from them on Saturday, as do us all. Um, Kilmarnock team, I was having a look at Lewis Mayo, who is on loan from us, I believe. He will not be able to play um, because of the, the agreement in place that you're not allowed to play with your parent club. And they have Kyle Lafferty, I feel as if he's been about for a wee while with Kilmarnock. Is that his second season with him? Scotia, you'll know better than me. Yeah, he was it? there last season. Oh, he came in, I think he so came they, in in January last season, yeah. Yeah, so they've got Kyle Lafferty and they've also got someone else. That had, John, was, Jones. Was John Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think he played. I don't know if he's injured or something like that, so um, wouldn't mind if he played or not. I don't really see him as a threat. Hopefully that doesn't come back and bite me in the bum. <laughs> um, but yes, guys, I, I'm looking at this game and I'm expecting... You know what I'm expecting. I'm expecting attack, attack, attack. I want goals and I want a performance tomorrow and I don't think I'm being greedy in saying that. Kowalik are newly promoted and no disrespect to them, but Rangers have had a bad performance during the week and this is our bread and butter for me. The full that You play your full team on tomorrow. You play everyone who can possibly play tomorrow because three points for me tomorrow is more important than anything because the league is the priority for me and it always has been since the start of the season. So, Ali, I'll come to you firstly. What is your your view on this game tomorrow? What are you expecting tomorrow from Rangers? What are you expect from Kilmarnock? And do you think we'll win? <laughs> I hope we win. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we'll obviously come on to score predictions. Yeah, I think we'll win. We should win. We're at home. We're playing Kilmarnock. Just come up from the championship. They'll be well drilled. Derek McInnes has always got his teams well drilled. They'll, they'll be frustrating tomorrow, Kilmarnock. We know how they'll come and play against us. I've seen they played a, a 3-5-2 against uh, Dungeon United. So I'd imagine they'll, they'll, they'll do a similar to Livingston. They'll, they'll part the bus and try and nick a goal, try and get a set piece against us. So it'll be difficult. We will need patience tomorrow. I know patience isn't a thing that we have at Ibrooks, but I can see us needing patience. The early goal is always key, but yeah, we should be taking care of Kilmarnock at home. I'm replacing Johnson the following weekend as well, so we should be taking care of the two of them. I did see they've brought back that hammer thrower, Alan Power. He's back at Kilmarnock again oh in the middle of the park. He was, I think he was at St Mirren last year or something, so he's come back, so he'll no doubt put somebody up there. Um, but I, I try against Lundstrom and see how he gets on with that one. He could hmm. try against Scouse John and see how he gets on, but um, no, I'm... I'm not going to do any wild um, predictions like I did last season when I said Rangers <laughs> will not concede. So don't worry, that will not be coming out of my mouth. But I am very confident Rangers will get the result tomorrow round. Good. I like it. Confidence, positivity. Take note, everyone. Look at how positive we are being. Um, I'll not come to you, Carney. I can see you're a wee bit busy. <laughs> I'm always going to come to you, Scotia. How is your I, don't often, How is your... I don't often get to rest on a podcast, week. Come on, give us a break. I know, it's just I was coming to you there, then I thought that was probably not best not to come to you. Scotia, how is the internet? How is the Wi-Fi? And how do you think we'll go against Comalton tomorrow? I hopefully it's kind of kicked into action now that I've had a wee time to warm up. So yeah, no, and this should be a game that I'm really looking forward to. It's a Saturday game at three o'clock, which after the performance on Tuesday might be one of the last Saturday games at three o'clock we have this season. Hopefully not though. So I should be looking really forward to this. But the performances that we've seen 
last Saturday and on Tuesday night there. Yeah, they've not got me going. Like Carney mentioned there, the, the friendlies, we look decent. And I thought, no, this is going to be a great season. And we're only two games in and already. And I've got pessimism about me because of the, the way we've kind of performed in games. But we're at home with Kelly. I know Alice is there. They set up a 3-5-2. I don't know if we may not being eligible to play if Derek McInnes shifts about his team. Um, because Derek McInnes, and Gio said this in his press interview thing, that he said he likes to a coach that likes to play good football. Now, I don't know if he's basing that on, obviously, Kelly being in the championship last season. They were a team that were going to be more dominant in the ball and you know create a lot more chances. I expect Kelly to play more like they did under um, Steve Clark against us. And, you know, similar to McInnes' Aberdeen teams when they played us and St. Johnson teams when they played us. So there will be stuff there and we'll need to find kind of something to, to, to excite us and get us going. Um, one wee small gripe I've got about the game... Not the game tomorrow, but it's the fact that the B team are playing at three o'clock at home tomorrow as well. Just I wish they were playing at a different time because you know, I'd like to get along and watch the B team a wee bit more this season. But because of the scheduling, both playing at the exact same time. Yeah, that is pretty frustrating. Who have the who have the B team got? Scotia, do you know? Sorry. Oh, God, I can't remember off the top of my head. You could have been that looking forward to watching them in Scotia. Honestly, not going to do that. I, I almost had the chance to redeem himself. Count base. See, there was just a delay in the internet. I actually knew exactly who we were playing. It was just a, a, a delay in the reaction there. Um, no, I, I, would, I would quickly go and see the B team a few times this, this season as well because I think it was you guys that actually got me into the B team. I wasn't. I never really used to take notes of stuff like that, but I certainly watched a few of their games last season. I wouldn't mind picking up uh, a few games and having a few days out. So give me a call um, if you're going to a game. Carney, Kilmarnock tomorrow. They're newly promoted. Um, yeah, Scotia said McInnes likes to think he plays nice football. I did compliment him um, when we started talking about Kilmarnock. However, nice football, I don't remember that with Aberdeen. I don't remember this attractive football that Aberdeen played. I know Aberdeen fans weren't happy, but that was probably more to do with his allegiances when he was younger. Um, what are you expecting from what you expect from Kilmarnock, but more importantly, what are you expecting from us tomorrow? I'd really want a performance, mate. And I know three points is all that matters. It's the league, it's the long game. I get that, but I'd really want a bit of a performance. I want a bit of a show. However, it's going to be difficult because we know what Derek McInnes is going to do. I mean, there's, there's no there's no great shock in these tactics. It'll be how many defenders does he pick to play in his back 10. Uh, I don't see them coming to have a go. They're all about survival. They can't afford to go down again, so they need to stay in the league this year. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a difficult game. Um, again, I just think we should... I don't want to harp on about Livingston and what we've seen, but I hope this week that we've done some drills against a back 10 or how to break down a back 10 because it just seems like we don't do that and we play against it every single week. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it won't be, as I've seen a few people saying like 4 0, 5 0, and that. I don't see that. I really don't see that. I think it'll be 1 or 2 0, hopefully, uh, but a, a bit of a, a 1 or 2 0. 
uh, doing. Does that make sense? <laughs> kind of what happened to us on Tuesday night. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something along the lines of that would be quite nice to see. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm looking forward to going back to Ibrooks, mate. I'm looking forward to obviously competitive football. Uh, it will be good to get back. But yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie, mate. I expect some form of reaction from Tuesday because they kind of owe it to us. Yeah, they certainly do. I think uh, the time for living off of the Europa League run last season is over. Um, it's time to get get some performances on the park and get some points on the board. A couple of good comments um, in there just when you were speaking, Carl, because I know you can't do two things at one time. I wouldn't ask you to do either. <laughs> Um, but Curry, Curry Muncher said attractive football from Aberdeen I sure if you have a guide dog I think it's guide sheep up there I'm pretty sure it's guide mm, sheep that he is I think it will be um, yeah. I, and um, also great comment from Teddy Bear I think we covered this one of us said it during the week it's all about what we do tomorrow I think that was my concerns with Rangers and that game against USG was it is literally what we do in these games at the moment. When you're playing bigger opposition, no offence to USG or Kilmarnock or Livingston, but if Rangers aren't on it, that's when you start worrying what Rangers are doing. You start thinking, we're going to beat ourselves here. And after I agree with most of our games this season, it's what we do, and if Rangers can turn up, then I am very, very confident. I know how good a team we are. We all do. We all know we can play some really good football. And just lastly, yeah, good shout from Louise as well. Lovelace. I um, don't know if you guys have been following him. I don't think anybody hasn't been following him. He seems to be banging them in for the B team just now. Have, have any seen any foot job? I have. Any, any, Al, you seen him? Yeah, I've seen the goals. He's good. He's, I mean, he's young. He's only was he 16, Lovelace. Um, mm-hmm. I think you could maybe see him in the Queen of the South game, talking about him coming up soon. That's maybe a game for him to be in the bench and possibly future. But no, he's, I'd love, love to see him in the B team. I think we should get a wee a club at 22 day out. B team game. I'd like to see us play against Cy Ferry's team. Um because that big Broadfoot plays for them, so it'd be good to get him pelters outside of the park. Aye, aye. And Slaney and Ferry as well. Wouldn't mind giving the field pelters to be honest with you. Nice enough lads, but they deserve it. <laughs> um can they can they what about Lovelace? You seen anything of them just before we get into the teams and stuff? Yeah, that goal that he scored, the one he kind of took over his shoulder with one touch and then kind of turned around and smashed it home. Yeah, he looks impressive, man. It's going to be the same old thing as Rangers fans, so we're going to pile far too much pressure onto him and it's probably not going to happen, etc., etc. But no, it's a, he's a real promising player, real promising player. But the thing is that if he continues to go the way he is, then he'll not be here very long. Do you know what I mean? Because someday we'll come and take him. So it's one of those things. I would love to be able to see him get on the bench. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world to put him on the bench, considering our lack of options going forward. And that's another thing while Fredo being back. We're going to have a striker on the bench, be it Cholak, be it Morelos. And that's a bit of a relief um, because who knows when Kamar Roof's coming back? Nobody knows. Don't even think Gio knows when Kamar Roof's coming back. So, um, yeah, I. it's going to be interesting how things go in terms of if we get Champions League football because I still think we're a striker shot. I agree. And I was going to ask that during the pod, but um, maybe we can we can speak about that uh, next week. But uh, just quick discussion before we go into teams and scores. Lovely, has he seen much of him or do you think he is headed for Partick Thistle loan? No, I've, I've seen a few wee clips of him and yeah, he's impressed. Um, impressed when I've seen him. And you've got to sort of put in that bracket as well. Tony Weston 
he's there and Robbie yours sort of quietly going under the radar a wee bit between those two but it's it's good to see I think the problem we've got is can we get these strikers into the first team and playing well because we've said it previously when's the last time we had a striker come through the youth team and then the first first team you know there was Andy Little but the, the leagues we were playing in at that time maybe not I mean you're, I think you're having to go back to Robert Fleck in terms no, of bringing yeah, a striker yeah, through so it'd be good to see it. I think with the, the B team, I think they could do with them maybe playing in a higher league than the Lowland League. No disrespect to that, but um, we'll see how that develops over the sort of coming seasons because I do expect there might be further movement in that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay, gents, we will move on to teams and scores and everyone in the comments get involved as well. We want to see your scores and your first goal scorers in there. Scotia's got his spreadsheet up just now. He's typing rapidly. He's going to keep all your names uh, and a record of this and he's going to se- uh, send out a-, a signed pair of Manscaped boxers to the winner at the end of the warm. season. They have to remember um, the worn Manscaped boxers as well, mate. Like, oh, he's warm. Yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Stainless steel. Uh, <laughs> Ali, I'll come to you first. Team and score, please. Your first goal scorer. McLaughlin, goal. Back four. Tav, Goldson, Davies, Yelmaz. Midfield of Lundstrom. Kamara, um, Thielman, up top, Ryan Kent will be back. So Ryan Kent, Cholak through the middle. I'm going to go Lawrence on the right-hand side because I think it's going to be frustrating and we need players to unlock doors. So that's that's my lineup. I'm going to go 3-0 Rangers and Cholak, first goal scorer. Oh, I didn't expect that from you. I did not. I thought you'd maybe go a bit more 1-2-0. Interesting. Uh, Carney, what about your team uh, scoring first goal scorer, please? So, to so close I can keep up, I'll read it all out. I was going to say same back five as Alistair, but McLaughlin, Tav, Goldson, Davies, Yilmaz, Lundstrom, Lawrence and Tillman, Kent, Cholak and Matondo, and first goal scorer, I'm going Tillman and Rangers to win 2-0. Oof, another clean sheet. No pressure here, Scotia. Right, team, uh, first goal scorer on score, please. Yeah, same back five. McLaughlin, Tav, Goldson, Davis and Yilmaz. Midfield, Lundstrom and Kamara. And then up top, Tillman, Matondo, Cholak. And I'm not sure if Kent's totally fit yet, so I maybe expect Lawrence to start the game tomorrow. And it'd be good to get a clean sheet because it's been... It's been a fair few games now since we've had a clean sheet and the problem we've got is with McGregor sitting in the bench, that question is just going to keep getting raised if we, if we don't get clean sheets. So hopefully it is a clean sheet and I'm going 3-0 Rangers, uh, Lawrence, first goal scorer. Three clean sheets? Wow. Okay. <laughs> right. I am going, uh, here we go, McGregor and goals. Ooh. Tav, Ooh. I am. I reckon, I reckon he's I reckon he's got to be ruthless. Um, no, I'm going McGregor and goals. I'm going Tav, Colton, Davies, Yilmaz, sitting to a Kamara and Lundstrom. I'm going Matondo, Tailman, Lawrence and Cholak up front. And I'm going 4-0 Rangers, Cholak first goal scorer. I think Rangers are turning it on tomorrow. There's your positive end to a positive podcast. Rangers are going to go 4-0 tomorrow and we are all going to enjoy ourselves and what a reaction pod you guys are in for, by the way. It's going to be <laughs> Tune in. 
Right, guys, that takes us to that takes us to just about the hour mark anyway. Um, thanks for putting up with me with my Manscaped um, promo. I tried my best. Um, as I said, please like, share and subscribe and hit that like button. As I said, we are, our views are going really well at the moment, but I feel as if the like button could be hit a lot more. So please hit the like button when you leave this, this stream or when you enter it for any of the pods we do. The guys will be back tomorrow um, with a reaction pod. So firstly, let me say goodbye to Ali Pearson. Enjoy your evening then. I'll try to. I'll uh, see you all tomorrow. Hopefully Rangers put on a show for us and it's actually three home games we've got in the next seven days or something at Ibrox. So hopefully Rangers turn it on for all three and we'll be happy with the end of that. But no, I'll see you tomorrow, lads. Nice one, mate. Scotia, you enjoy your evening as well and I might see you tomorrow. Right, cheers, Ryan. Well hosted. Um, yeah, and hopefully one of us are right with our score predictions because it could be quite an enjoyable afternoon if we are. Indeed, mate. Indeed, I would take any of those scores, any of them. Um, and last but not least, Carly, thanks for letting me host again, mate, and enjoy your evening. No problem, mate. Well done. You did the promo better than Ali did, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> you did. Uh, so, no, like, back to Ibrox tomorrow. Um, it's time for Rangers to kick into gear and realise the league has started. So, no, looking forward to it. Thank you for tonight, gentlemen. Again, thank you, everybody, in the comments. Absolutely superb. So, yeah, uh, cheers, mate. Yeah, and thanks everyone for tuning in because we know there's other other um, channels out there. So we really appreciate you tuning in this evening. Everyone enjoy their weekend and play up the Glasgow Rangers three points tomorrow. We are club at 22. Cheers.